0: From bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau Freedom Convoy Special Edition. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meets to make reports, file recommendations, and encourage individual freedoms in our fair city. As we survive, etc, etc, etc. cetera, one day we'll bust out of this place, but until that day comes, the city's not going to have enough freedom for the both of us. This meeting is now in session. Hello? Hello? Ah, oh, wait a minute. I just said hello. I, in obeisance to a social ritual. So much for freedom. I tricked you. Ah, guess I'm not free after all. Never no. mind all that stuff I said. We, we are all under the boot of society.
1: Yeah, sadly. Sadly, <laughs> Sadly so um, yeah. So that freedom rally passing through right now, passing around us right now, Right? Uh, like we,
0: water, like the waters yeah. of freedom. Yep,
1: yeah. yep. Yeah. Bypassing Regina, I, like I one. It's, it's it's wonderful that the bypass is going to get so well used today <laughs> by um, freedom lovers avoiding our city.
0: I love it. Uh, well, obviously, they understand that Regina is a bastion of unfreedom, of mm-hmm. of probably socialism. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, around us they go. Yep. Thank goodness. Farewell. So farewell. But you know, if only, as as you pointed out earlier before the meeting started, you know our economy could benefit from them stopping to like pick up some chips at the co-op on the way through
1: but alas they will not be doing that
0: nope instead they will be taking their hard-earned freedom dollars to um i don't know Musiman.
1: i guess yeah brandon they're gonna have to hold it until they get to like brandon
0: yep yeah yep, I, hope, uh, I hope they have water bottles empty water bottles of freedom in their caps
1: <laughs> yeah Freedom is always kind of limited by the old urinary tract, hey.
0: It's true. That's why you can't have like a three and a half hour movie because you people just don't have the freedom to be, uh, you know, because because of their bladders. Uh, there's actually isn't there a kids in the hall skit on this very topic? Is there? <laughs> yes. Oh my. God. Yeah, it's a the support group. They will face it, fight it, and win. They will not be. They will not be like held like. Uh, They will will not be, like, subjected to the tyranny of their bladders. Uh, Anyway.
1: Of course, they're ahead of us on this. Of course. So should we do attendance?
0: Yes, yes, we should. Okay, Um, so let me get my my attendance sheet out here. Uh, It's first attendee is uh, Shemp Pollied. Shemp Pollied? Shemp it's it's tough to oh. pronounce Shemp Hollyed.
1: Shemp Hollyed. Yeah, no, sorry. I was uh, He
0: he was uh, he was actually uh, he's Turkish. He was the Turkish ambassador to uh, imaginary nations. Uh oh. went on numerous junkets over the years to uh, Narnia, Atlantis, Erwan, plow Cuckoo Land, Middle Earth. Uh ev- apparently he eventually defected to Fridonia. Oh. When 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 the when the government caught on to uh, when Erdogan caught on to his scam. Right. So um, good pick.
1: Everybody's free in Fredonia
0: Exactly. Freedom. Uh including cooling Shemp. Uh anyway, um apparently he's not here. Probably probably living the life of Riley in Fredonia Uh
1: Lucky guy.
0: Oh wait, uh hold on a sec. I think I understand the problem here. Uh I mixed up the letters. So should be Paul de that's me. So you're not. Are you? Are you not in Fredonia right now?
1: I'm feeling decidedly less free, frankly.
0: I, then, I then good old Shent. <laughs> oh well. Sorry. Sorry to dangle that freedom in front of you, only to snatch it away.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Second attendee. Uh. Ooh. Jinan Armada.
1: No. Don't wow. think he's
0: here. It, it, He's not even a person. Uh, he's a he's a tabletop game from the '70s um, that people wasn't too popular because people thought it was just a ripoff of Risk, but mm-hmm. it turned out to actually be um, naval intelligence files from stolen from the Soviet Union. It was also a ripoff of Risk, but
1: right, yeah, and it just uh, somehow got packaged and sold as a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was some like uh, spying operation that just went totally wrong. Um, and got sort of uh you know head, headed off of the past by a games company it looks like um okay. possibly agents of hasbro uh but anyway and but people, they they finally figured it out when in nineteen eighty three they came out with the uh uh geno uh, mad for mutually assured destruction nuclear arms edition, which actually contained the Soviet union's entire nuclear strategy ooh mm-hmm that massively. must have
1: made yeah big league but would have made for some fascinating gameplay
0: yeah yeah uh, apparently uh apparently people played it but uh a, a supercomputer got a hold of it and tried to play it but eventually realized that the only way to win was not to play <laughs> and they made a movie of it with a product <laughs> huh. uh anywho um so obviously a tabletop game that game is not here. Otherwise we would have played it because you know, we've played all the tabletop games uh-huh. in the sub basement by now.
1: It's oh, a lot shit.
0: of, a lot of sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of sorry, a lot of concentration. Um, a yeah. lot of those hippos always hungry, no matter, <laughs> no matter how many marbles you <laughs> feed them. They're still starving. Uh, honestly what do they what do they want um but i I just realized that um i've I've actually mixed up the letters a bit so hold on i'll figure this out oh it should be aiden morgan that's you that's me all right you can mark yourself present i am present i'm here uh do we have quorum
1: we don't have quorum i'm afraid
0: nuts yep that's, that's a thing that people don't say much anymore. Ah, nuts.
1: Oh, I thought you meant quorum.
0: <laughs> no, nobody says quorum. Quorum's out of fashion. There's yeah. like, Zoomers think that's cringe. Remember, remember yeah. last meeting I we went for cringe and based? based, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I read based poetry. Did you? Oh, yeah. Huh. Anyway. What's on our agenda today?
1: Oh, hey, so much exciting stuff. Thrills.
0: Thrills. chills. Chills.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I wanted to start with something that was left over from last week. So we had that interview with uh, Mike O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, There was a chunk at the end that I had to cut off just because of time. Mm -hmm. uh, Because our conversation went on a little bit longer than we had for for last week's meeting. And I thought I would play that today. Uh, I got... one of the things that came up, we were talking about the official community plan. And one of the things that came up in our conversation was how right after the official community plan design Regina was passed, the first big urban design move from city council was to approve Coopertown. <laughs> Coopertown being a massive suburb on the northwest corner of the city uh, that will be the size of Moose Jaw, maybe right. even a You'll- bit bigger.
0: We've basically grown a moose jaw, like a, like a boobo on the edge of the city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it felt a little uh, bit like a, you know, a wrench in the official community plan, which was, you know, talking a lot about, you know, density, intensification, walkability, complete communities. And then here we are turning around and saying, uh, you know, let's build another suburb. The optics were a bit off. So I asked uh, Counselor, well, former Counselor O'Donnell uh, from, who was the counselor in Ward Eight for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, I asked him about that, and I was going to play that for us right now.
2: You know, when when town was considered, there was a number of other things from Rosewood and a school and all that kind of yeah. stuff that were at play there. Yeah. I I still haven't seen, and I don't recall ever seeing, a real plan for Coopertown. But I have spoken when I was still, you know, in a public sense, uh, kept on asking. So knowing that this will come around someday, could you please tell me where the school will be? Oh, what's the decision on schools, uh, provincial government? Okay, 30,000 people, that's like Mooshua. Well, they have a hospital. Are you putting a hospital out here? So I think that, that, so... Um, I, I kind of looked at it like if the province has this significant role in handling some of these things, and by that I mean from a, a policy perspective, where's your leaning into this to make sure that those things are there? So for me, there should have been, there should be, if Coopertown's going to go ahead, commitment for a hospital, libraries, schools, and after that we could start doing things.
1: So yeah, that was Councillor O'Donnell just talking about how, you know, for him there were some concerns about Coopertown. Um the, you know, the idea that if you're going to build a complete community, there's there's some responsibilities there that need to be paid attention to, like hospitals.
0: What what if your only responsibility though is to hoover up money from people who wanted like large houses?
1: Hmm, and that
0: a, and your responsibility ended there.
1: Yeah, that's a good point yeah um if people want large houses, well we're going to have them covered
0: i i I don't know I have not seen any plans for coopertown, obviously, but i i can I can make some guesses
1: and there is so there is a plan. Uh, There's like a community plan for Coopertown. It doesn't get right down to like the street by street uh, granularity. Although I wouldn't be surprised if dream who's developing it Mm -hmm. uh, has like some sense of what things are going to look like Um, at present, they're kind of governed by these density targets of 50 people per hectare. And, you know, there is this, you know, understanding that we're supposed to be building 70% greenfield, but 30%, uh, infill. So these things are kind of like constraints upon the development of Cooper town over and above just, you know, the fact that the market's kind of crap right now. So this whole, the fact that we're considering changing these density targets possible, we don't know, doing away with the density targets in the, um, in the outlying neighborhoods, in the, in new, new developments, uh, this could totally change what, what uh, Coopertown ends up looking like, like right now, the word coming from dream is that it will be a complete community. It will be walkable. It'll have all the amenities and it'll have a mix of housing types, but that could all change because word on the street is, is that the density report that has come out of uh, Hawkins and Broshani's, uh density for market choice of housing motion that's coming back in March. And you know, we went, we went over this, the, uh, questionnaire that was sent out to the public. It had quest, it had a question in there about, what do you think if we just, if we only have high density housing in the core? Uh, so that kind of like, you know, if that, if that became policy, uh, the final plan for Cooper town could be very, very different. And it could just be, well, it might not just be McMansions, but there'd be less constraint upon the, uh, the mcmansion
0: march so so what 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 i'm hearing there uh, forgive me there's the leopard is is screaming uh what 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 i what i'm hearing is that they could have density target offsets
1: oh what a grand idea
0: wow i i actually don't think i should even say that out loud frankly because because somebody will hear it and use that um yes so you can they can they can buy density target offsets and then for for density or infill in the core or other neighborhoods
1: yeah you know we kind of sort of have that in the downtown right now but in the other Mm -hmm. direction Mm -hmm. Um, because in the downtown people want density right so you when you're putting up a tower downtown you want to be free to build as many floors as you possibly can because that's where you're that's where you make money so we have a bonusing system where if you build a sorry if you build a couple park benches and maybe put in art gallery in the lobby of your building you can build as tall as you want in the downtown you just have to like demonstrate that there's some social good coming out of your project so yeah, maybe they'll go the other way with Coopertown and say, uh, put in some park benches, That's and right. then then you can be you can have as little density as you want.
0: That's right. And Coopertown will be just one giant McMansion. Yeah, that only one family can buy, but it'll be it'll be just like millions and millions of bucks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I. I well, we're on 91.3 FM CJTR, Virginia Community Radio, uh, and we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Um, yeah, this was, so if you didn't listen to the, the Mike O'Donnell interview from last week, he does talk about how one of the sort of founding principles of the downtown plan is that, uh, it's policies are supposed to be applied across the city equally. So you're not supposed to be saying, okay, in the suburbs and new developments, you guys can build housing one way, but everywhere else has to build housing another way. So, you know, one density target for the suburbs, one density target for the city. That's not supposed to be the way things work under the official community plan. So hopefully that principle will be maintained because there's like, equi- there's like a question of equity and a question of, you know, how things will grow. So- I don't know. Uh, we will find out. Um, but yeah, people like if people are concerned about this, uh, keep an eye out. It's going to be coming in March. Uh, also end of February, early March is going to be the energy and sustainability framework are going to be heading towards uh committee and then to council. The it was expected that the framework would come first and then the density report would come second. Um, This was coincidental, but the framework, since it's, you know, it's about all, all ways that you can express sustainability uh, was supposed to cover things like land use, which, you know, would mean uh, a consideration of urban density and residential density and uh, all the things that the density report are going to be considering. So if they were to come in the opposite order, that would be really, really bad. If we got density first and then framework, that would be, um, I don't know, cart before horse, the density cart before the sustainable horse.
0: <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like the way that metaphor is going. Yeah. Yep.
1: So yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Those are coming up soon. There will probably be reports available like in the next few weeks that people will be able to like, take a look at um other than that uh we're heading into we we spoke about the rapid housing initiative so that's that development on broad street that the community is not happy about there is an executive committee meeting on wednesday and again word on the street is going to be a cluster f this meeting <laughs> uh apparently the number of people who have uh you know Writ their name down saying, I want to speak at this meeting is incredibly long and it's expected that they will be incredibly angry about this project. Uh, the, um, the city held a session to talk about it. Uh, it was graced by um, the uh, former leader of the conservative party, Andrew Shearer, who represents the riding that this development will be in. He came to express his dis dissatisfaction with the consultation process um the uh the the counselor for the ward is counselor shaw she is unsatisfied with the consultation oh, wow. so um and she held her own session after this where she brought everybody together in a room to speak in person about the development uh during uh during a COVID pandemic and um she was encouraging people. I've watched part of that meeting and she was encouraging people to, uh, to write their counselor, write their MP, write their MLA and make sure that they come out to this executive committee meeting to, uh, to get themselves heard. Um, I'm concerned because, you know, these things rarely go well. They rarely, people rarely come off looking good at things like this. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I, so the program is this rapid housing initiative, which is the federal government giving cities a, a, a packet of money saying, here's a bunch of money. We need housing desperately. So we're going to give you this money, but you have to promise to get this housing started within six months of getting the money which I think is great, right? Like instead of, you know, bureaucracy doing everything slow and taking two years from the time the grant is given to, uh, you know, opening the doors, this is going to be like a year, not even before this thing will be like, you know, everything's happening. So that's awesome. Strings like that should be attached to grant money. I mean, artists have to deal with that crap all the time where, you know, um, so the, uh, and then, so yeah, so here we have the, the federal government trying to like, you know, push things forward, get things going. And the conservative MP for the riding that this is happening in, he couldn't slow it down enough in Ottawa. He has to come back to Regina. The first time I think he's darkened, I, I think the last time he was here that I heard about, he was, he was at a giant tiger that wasn't even in his riding doing an event. And here he is showing up trying to slow down a federal project at the riding level that he couldn't like slow down in Ottawa. So that's where we're at. I'll be curious to see if he comes to council.
0: Incompetence sinks to its appropriate level.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Even though this will be (laughs) happening. um so even though this meeting won't be broadcasting until after that executive committee meeting the final decision uh basically it's the land transfer that they're going to be deciding on wednesday um you know just basically rubber stamping the transfer of land because the building's been bought the city bought that they had delegated authority on that um the uh it'll still have to go to council. So if people get, get wind that things went poorly and a lot of counselors voted against this project, uh, you'll still have time to be heard at council. When that comes in, I would guess two weeks, a week or two weeks. It'll be, I don't know. I can't keep the schedule straight anymore. (laughs) How council works, but beyond that, um, things that are happening. Uh, I had a note here and I've lost it. um, well, th- there was a bit of good news. Uh, the region par three golf course is going to get an indigenous name. It's going to committee. I don't know. Did we talk about this before? No. Oh, well, it's Regent par three. Uh, oh my God. All Swim counselor Shaw's ward. Uh, it was a golf course. It is being converted into a huge fricking park with like nature trails toboggan run, uh, I think a ball diamond. It'll definitely have a skate rink. It'll definitely have like a soccer field pitch. Um, and playgrounds, accessible playground. So it's going to be, Oh, uh, disc golf. So Frisbee golf,
0: Everybody loves that stuff.
1: Yeah. So it's going to have all these amazing things. And the question was, uh, Oh, and the community really came out hard
0: against this thing. Against like a, a park with lots of recreation?
1: Yeah, yeah. They wanted uh they wanted all the trees that were on the golf course to stay in place, more more trees planted, and they wanted it to be uh just nature trails. Just nature trails through trees. They wanted a forest in the middle of the city. Um because those are yeah. When there's no sight lines, people definitely don't do drugs in the trees.
0: Jeez. it would be too calming it would be too 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 relaxing it would be its own drug so nobody would go there to do drugs
1: yeah yeah it would be just like this this perfect throw oasis in the middle of the city and uh that people will just be able to nourish themselves off um um, mother nature's uh um, milk
0: whereas exactly the, the drug milk of mother nature whereas yeah. recreational infrastructure famously just leads to um drugs yeah crime.
1: yeah so uh yeah that uh they they just needed to know well, we're, what are we going to name it it's called regent par three right now the park so uh should we keep it, uh, it as regent park and uh the council decided no let's um Let's go to the naming committee. Let's give it an Indigenous name. Uh, we uh, Because basically we have too few uh, spaces in the city that have Indigenous names. And uh, there's a very, very strong Indigenous community in Coronation Park where this uh, park is going in. So mm-hmm. this is good. This is really good. So uh, we'll find out, I don't know, probably in a few months what the uh, committee decides.
0: Cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, there's this executive committee meeting coming up. Uh, I, there's a big long list of things that are on it, uh, but I suspect all that they're going to be talking about this week is the rapid housing initiative. So, just ignore the rest of the agenda. None of they're going to get to none of it.
0: Right, I, I, I get that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than that, I've got. That's it. That's all I got. Is there any any news? Any other news?
0: Nope. No news over here. Other than that, that leopard is uh, is and getting, getting kind of owly you can hear it it's, it's, it's wanting it, it's, it's jockeying for, for status and territory and probably food
1: uh, um, so for my innovative revenue tool this week um, a great way I, I think it would mainly be a good way for us to generate revenue uh, it would be the leopard needs its own uh, talk show on uh, talk radio, oh, I uh, agree. Yeah, it it clearly has, like its its vocalizations are perfect for considerations of uh, conservative politics. Um, about as coherent, <laughs> uh, I think that you know the callers, the callers from across Saskatchewan, w- it would get an awful lot out of the wisdom that the leopard could uh, provide.
0: Oh yeah, who could who could say no to that? hour you know for example like for the during breakfast and like in you know the like that evening table of you know yeah yeah, i I love it
1: yeah five hours every weekday morning and then uh greatest hits rebroadcast on uh, sunday night the the fertilizer and seed companies will be lining up around the block to advertise during the leopards the leopard's hour of rage
0: (laughs) which is every hour yeah. except except for that large part of the day when they're actually asleep, right that's, that's the that sleepy time, the the eight yeah. the eight, twelve hours of just of just like fitful sleeping that they do.
1: That's it. that's my innovative revenue tool.. <laughs> All right. Um and on that note, we should probably go to the pre-recorded uh, innovative revenue tools.
0: pouring them on.
1: The Queen City Improvement Bureau would like to acknowledge the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District for their support of our show. The Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District. Improving the district where there are warehouses in Regina.
0: Well, those are some awesome tools. Fantastic revenue tools.
1: Always phenomenal, phenomenal revenue tools. Uh, hey, we've got guests that have like scurried into our virtual uh sub basement office. I uh, can hear
0: them scurrying. Me too. Yeah.
1: Uh, we have and there, there are two bona fide accredited improvement vectors. Mm-hmm. Judith Farisak from the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. Hello, Judith. Hello,
0: thanks for having me.
1: And Lisa Gibbons from the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. The Business Improvement District that Aiden has never been able to get the name of correct.
0: Ever.
3: (laughs) We like it that way. We're a mystery.
1: (laughs) So, guys, (laughs) um, it's great to see you again uh, in our second meeting of 2022. Um, And we wanted to talk to you about, well, we wanted you to talk to us about Frost Regina, or is it Regina Frost?
4: Okay.
1: And it's our newest festival.
4: It is. And, um, you know, it'll be launching in about a week or so now. And, you know, we're super excited about it. It's been a labor of love for the past year. And um, we've been working on it with the committee since about April of 2021. And we were only able to talk publicly about it. Starting in about December of 2021. So there's been a lot of secret work happening behind the scenes. And um over the last two months, we've been slowly unveiling bits and pieces of it. So we're pretty excited to have the community come out and really absorb everything that we've been working on for the past year or so.
0: Right on. Did did you find it was difficult like around April to June? Like you'd like you'd come up with a piece, but then it would just melt? And you'd be like, ah, oh, I gotta go back to the drawing board.
4: You know you're absolutely right, and um, we, I know I'm talking for Lisa in the Warehouse District right now, but we're we've been commiserating about it for so long. It's you know we we here in Regina we spend so long wanting to be out of winter that all of a sudden we're put back into thinking about snow and ice and um, frost and snowflakes, and it was really hard to get into the swing of things. And um, if we all remember back around that time that this started, we were also in a semi-lockdown here in Regina. So it was really challenging for all of us to get our heads back in the game. But as soon as um, those restrictions kind of opened up again in the community and um, we saw the end of the summer, um, we knew we had to put our pedal to the metal. (laughs) Uh,
1: We've heard that uh, with with like COVID in place and the impacts that it's been having on local businesses, that the business improvement districts, you guys specifically, have been incredibly busy providing like support to local business and you know education and just um, you know emotional labor of of commerce. And so, why did you think? Oh, hey, I don't have enough going on right now. How about we just take on another festival? <laughs>
3: You know, we're doers. And so when we see a need in the community, we often step up and put too much on our plate, just like anybody at a good buffet, like it looks great. Let's take more. And then you're into it and you realize, oh, I might have taken too much, but it's too late up now. Uh, The sled is going down the hill and we either, you know, have some fun with it and put our hands up and scream in joy. Uh, or we fall off the sled and probably get a bloody nose. So um, we're excited. We're excited. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but good things uh, happen in our community because people step up and do good work.
1: So what's the over and under on uh, enjoy or crash and get a bloody nose?
3: Sometimes they're the same, aren't they? Um, (laughs) No, I think, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Really whatever didn't get done, isn't going to get done. We're at that part point as a festival where I'm starting to install my tents this week. Um, whatever didn't happen, whatever we've missed, we'll have to go into the 2023 planning and it's time to rock and roll and, and make the best of it.
0: Cool. I want to, I want to just um, go back a minute and uh, it, cause cause you started off with a, with a buffet metaphor. And that just went straight into like a sled metaphor. So am I to take it that like the buffet was on a sled and perhaps you, you would, you're like getting like, you know, your, your bacon and eggs and stuff as you're going by on a sled. I'm just trying to picture it in my head. So I, uh, so I have it correctly.
3: I think this is now you've created a new event for us. I think we need to have, uh, you know, the dinners used to- you used to go to when we used to visit people and you'd have one course at someone's house and a second course at someone else's house, Mm -hmm. but it'll be a, it'll be a sledding. Um, I don't know. We've got to find the one hill in Regina and go down it and we'll have food along the way.
0: Well, that would solve like the COVID problems with dining in. Like you wouldn't be close enough to anybody for more than like just a fraction of the second. So you'd be okay. I'm, I'm in.
4: But I think, Aiden, for 2023, we can latch onto the dog sleds that the West Anna Center is bringing in, and we're going to be running Restaurant Week. So I think there's definitely a way to have this sled buffet um, for next year. So, um, you know, we're always looking for for new ideas, and I think that's something that um, we can definitely explore. We got a year to figure it out. Cool.
0: Dining through the snow?
4: In a dog sled pulled
0: sleigh.
1: I don't know if you want to be bringing dogs to a buffet.
0: <laughs> they're trained. They're, they're well trained dogs. <laughs> they're they're, they're dog specifically buffet trained dogs.
1: Okay. Okay. So beyond uh, the sled buffet, what events, what other events are, uh, are going to be at uh, Frost?
4: You want to go first, Lisa, or do you want me to go? You go. So, I mentioned restaurant week. We are running restaurant week. Um, we took a break last year because of COVID, and this year we're going to move forward with it. We also have Frost After Dark, which will be concerts at the Badger, the um, O'Hanlins, and the Cure on Fridays and Saturdays um, during Frost. Um, Our ice rink is up and running. We've had some great weather to get that ice nice and solid there. So we have a couple of um, theme night skates like retro night, glow a glow skate. We have the Queen City Pride coming out for a pride skate one night. And then on the event site proper, we have stuff going on every day um, between a lot of the artwork that will be installed. Um, The Creative City Center and Sakawawak are going to be doing a lot of art um, installations and art art participation projects. Um, so if you come out, you can um, learn from our local artists on things like snow carving and um, sculptures and that. We also have um, to fill up your stomach. We're doing a pancake lunch on one of the Sundays and a pulled pork brunch, I guess, on the second Sunday to tie into um, Super Bowl Sunday, which is on the 13th of February. So there's a lot to do. And you know, if you have If you enjoy art, if you enjoy coming out skating, or if you enjoy eating, um,
3: come downtown. We'll have it all.
1: What about warehouse?
3: I love that line. If you enjoy eating, um, hello, yes. Yes, indeed. I do enjoy eating. Can confirm. Um, We are being very ambitious and taking over the former rail yard lands and transforming it into a bit of a winter wonderland. At least we hope that's what uh, people will find. We've created some amazing partnerships with local community folks. Sask Poly is building us some amazing fire pits, which are pretty cool. Can't wait to load them into the site. We're very excited. Street Cultures built us benches uh, with wood from Freeze Tallman who donated the lumber, which is fantastic. Uh, through A1, we're going to build out the site so it's not just a vacant lot. <laughs> uh, we'll breed some life into that. And then we have some great art from some local artists. Um, they'll be, uh, S- Neuil Blanche will be on site. They have two different uh, illuminations. One is a projector and the other is um, a performer who's going to come in and do a mini powwow dance it's going to be amazing we also have tribal fires they're going to come in and do a bit of fire dancing and we're going to close out the festival with the burning of our fire tower or ice tower so we have a six foot tall ice tower that we're building on site and we're going to burn that sucker down on the 13th and uh let frost out with a good fire so if you're around you should come and enjoy it and of course rebellion will be looking after our bar so you can enjoy some frost beer while you're on site Ooh. there's more i can't remember all the things
0: but essentially nice. it's 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 a miniature icebound burning man
3: is, is exactly what i'm glad you got the burning man vibe that's totally what we're going for
1: you you okay. know that ice doesn't burn though right Shut it's
3: up. going to burn on Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Judith, I cut you off.
4: I was thinking it was more like Wicker Man. Ooh. Rather than Burning Man.
1: But That's a, d- a dark turn.
0: It is. <laughs> so it's the question is, yeah. dark, yeah. who, who, do you, who do you manipulate into getting into like the ice tower to be burnt? That's uh, If it is going to be like w- the Wicker Man.
3: Will anyone ever know? Will anyone ever know? Nope. We will have that yes. conversation after
4: the recording is true.
0: <laughs> sound, this well, sounds fantastic, I, I have to say. On both, yeah. on both the downtown and warehouse sites.
4: We're pretty excited. And, you know, as much, as much as I was talking about my site, I am really excited to see what warehouse is going to do because everyone has identified that the yards as, you know, a big empty vacant lot. And I think um, Lisa and her team have come up with some really amazing things to bring onto site and really show the community what that, what the potential of that, that piece of land is and um, how it can really be used to highlight all the wonderful things about our community that
3: we just haven't really taken advantage of in the past. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's going to be a teaser into some things you're going to hear from us very soon related to temporary use on the Arab site. So, so we're going to be pretty bold in 2022 and this is kind of the kickoff and building some momentum in that front. And Jude's got an amazing site too. I am excited by those uh, forms that you've built that you're going to have artists actually carve. That's pretty exciting.
4: Yeah. You know, when we think back to some of the past festivals we've had in the community, we've, done some um, snow carving so this is kind of coming coming back full circle um, to those um types of activities and if you do happen to go down to victoria park you'll see an area that's fenced off in the middle of the park right now that has um it looks like six giant crates that um our staff was out there um filling up with snow um, with the help of the city um just to get it ready and set for when um the Kailuaq and the Creative City Center come out and um, do some snow carving demonstrations for the community. And I think um, I would totally be um, missing the a big point of our event if I do not mention um, our partnership with the Regina Public Library um, and the film theater. The film theater is gonna be showing a couple of movies, Frozen and Frozen 2 on the weekends as part of this. So um, like I said, something for everyone. Um, But they're also going to be doing some Indigenous storytelling in our warming tent um, throughout the week. As we all know, February is Indigenous Storytelling Month, so this is a great way to um, celebrate Indigenous culture in our communities and have it really integrated into what we're doing as part of the Frost
0: Festival.
1: Nice. Uh, I don't. uh, We're on ninety-one point three FM, CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're the queen city improvement bureau talking to Judith Farisak from the Regina downtown business improvement district and Lisa Gibbons from the Regina warehouse business improvement district about the city's newest festival. Uh, thanks again for coming in. Um, what do you guys, are you guys at all worried about the weather? Like I would think a, an outdoor winter festival, it would just be, you constantly be checking the satellites and, uh, stuff to find out if either A, everything's going to melt or B, we're all going to die.
3: I mean, those are the scenarios. We know them. We live in Saskatchewan. It's not Mm -hmm. news that it could be cold. Uh, We have a plan in place for cold weather. So if it's minus 20 core temp, we're going to keep our performers safe and not have them out uh, on the site, but we'll be open and um, hope, hope everyone dresses warm and alternatively in layers in case it warms up and everything melts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. If, but I
3: would think that like a
1: key point to the plan would be just like set more on fire if it's cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. We're both going to have fire pits. So there's always opportunities to get out there and warm up if you're feeling, feeling a little bit chilly. And um, like Lisa said, layers, hot pockets are always great. You know, those tend to keep me going for an extra 20 minutes if I need to. I've been wearing them a lot when I'm out walking oh. the these days. So um. We do have a stash of those. So um, I think we're all hearty Saskatchewanians here. So um, we all know how to dress for the weather. And um, we're all going to celebrate winter in our community because that's what it is for six months out of the year. That's a good point.
1: I'm indoors and I'm wearing four layers of clothes right now.
4: <laughs> you could so you set can set things on, on fire. Four more And you can go to the event. <laughs> okay.
1: I won't be able to put my arms down, but I will be able to go outside. Awesome. Uh, so w- what's going on? Cause this, you guys aren't the only people who are putting things on. There's also like Wisconsin park and uh, real have events. Do you guys, are, are you allowed to share with us what those things are? Or is this like, you guys are like just going to promote your events so that people only go to your stuff. And it's a, big competition like is it a big competition you, do you guys have like do you guys have like a, a whiteboard in the office of frost and like tick marks for like you know who's like whose events are the most popular
0: who's frostier yes
4: You do you know everything is a competition lisa and i have been on the show enough to know that we're always competing um,
0: yeah.
4: but that being said i think there's a great program across all four venues and i think that's the beauty of having a 10-day festival in the middle of February, um, it does allow you um, the time to check out all of them. So we know that the folks there at Waskana Center, um, you've probably seen the rink that they've installed on, on the lake. So um, being able to get out there on the lake and um, play a little bit of hockey, do a little bit of skating, um, they're having horse horse and carriage rides, and I mentioned the dog sleds. Um, they they also have a couple of art installations that are going in, so um, I think that'll be an excellent place to check out what the Provincial Capital Commission has and how they're con- engaging all of the tenants on their on their property into the Frost Festival, and um, I'm sure everyone's seen. Um, what's happening with real because they have the biggest marketing budget out of all of us. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they have, um, the, the glow installation in the trade center with, um, uh, all the lights, <laughs> I think hundreds of thousands of lights going in, um, ice fills operational. So I know lots of people have been out there. I'm um, skating on Mosaic, um, on the field over at Mosaic stadium and they have some warming lodges happening in the AGT lounge and, um, some of the, uh, indoor spaces there. And then I believe Confederation Park is being turned over to um, the arts as well. So um, between all four hubs, I think there's lots to do. So um, I highly encourage everyone in our community to get out there and support um, support one, two, three, or all of our hubs and check us out. And I believe right now, um, Real is the only one um, at Everest Place is the only one that has the um, entry fee to get in. Um, Downtown in the um, Provincial Capital Commission, all of our events are free. And I think Lisa, you have a few paid things for, because it's a nice bar. So Um, she's not giving away free beer, SLGA, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) But entry is free. So um, we really wanna make sure that our events are accessible to the community, regardless of um, where you fall. within within our income levels across across the community so um it's a really an event for everyone in regina nice cool i mean frosty oh my god i'm going to have to start using that <laughs> frosty <laughs> yeah so uh
1: i think i mentioned this to you before judith but the uh the logo for the frost festival is Fantastic. It's, I I think it's absolutely stellar. So uh, who is the artist on that?
4: Um, The artist is Brandy Jones. Um, Brandy Jones is an Indigenous artist. Um, She worked with us um, this summer on our Footprints project that um, you might have seen in Victoria Park and in the Warehouse District. Um, So we reached out to her again when um, we were starting to think about the identity of this event. And she came forward with a few um, sketches um, integrating her background. Um, I think she has um, some Squamish, um, some uh, British Columbia Indigenous heritage, as well as um, she's from Northwest Territories or Yukon. Um, But she's done a lot of work um, in our community. And to be able to see her art become stylized into a format that could be used as a logo. Um, I think it was thrilling for her. She's kind of told us that. And when you're coming out uh to downtown, you we will have some more Brandy Jones artwork on display in our um downtown art walk. And then we'll have some panels that um talk about her design process um where she um, Started off with her inspiration drawings and then how it evolved into the logo itself. So there's lots to learn about um, our local artist community. And Brandy Jones is a really interesting person.
1: Yeah. Cool. Will, will there be merch? Because that's like that that would make a very good T-shirt.
4: There will be T-shirts and hoodies, toques and scarves. Awesome. For sale um a, lib- a limited amount so if you come out on the first weekend make sure you buy yours cuz we can't guarantee that we'll have some for the second the second weekend and um, yeah i'm pretty excited we're still trying to figure out how to get the merch and how to price the merch but there will be merch
1: <laughs> awesome and what about this beer i'm hearing about lisa
3: yeah, you know, Mark actually came up with the idea uh, and pitched it to the committee. It was he was just thinking about how he could be involved and that it was a great idea for the community to come together and celebrate winter. And he pitched it, and of course, who's going to say no to to a good beer? Uh, I have sampled it; it is delicious, hundred percent worth it. Uh, you can pick it up at Rebellion. And I think Evraz will have it and we'll have it. Uh, if you drink it in town, that probably needs to be in a bar, unless that's in a secret flask or something. But
1: hmm. yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, and that's Mark Heisey from uh, Rebellion Brew.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah.
1: yeah. And of course, like like he needs an excuse to come up with like a themed beer.
3: I mean, he had some time on his hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm laughing. He does not have time on his hands, but he is committed to the community. Yeah. And it is great when our local entrepreneurs find ways that they can engage in the community. So we really appreciate yeah. them. They certainly gave some money back to Lulu's Lodge. And uh, we love it when we have members who are that engaged in our community.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I, do you have any questions, Aiden? I think
0: I'm out. I have no questions. I I know everything already, so I don't need to ask a thing.
3: I I have a question for you guys, if I can.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure.
3: Um, Are you normally winter people? Do you normally partake in outdoor activities in the snow months?
0: If I could, I would fashion a burning spear from ice and stab it into the heart of winter so that it never came here again. So I'm not the right person to ask.
1: (laughs) I I ditto, Aiden. I, uh, <laughs> we're,
0: we're pale, skinny indoor
3: kids. Is what we are.
1: I despise,
3: okay, so despise the season. How do you want to engage? What, what for you, will bring you out of your hibernation and back out in into the wilds of the snow months?
0: Well, for me, um, and this might sound familiar... I would attend any event that actually had warming pits and attractions and themed beer. You think I'm being, being facetious here, but I'm not. It sounds fantastic. What describing this, uh, this is, this is essentially everything that I would want from a winter event. Uh, something to make me forget that it's very cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I do like, I, I I despise winter and I always have uh, but I do have fond memories of skating on the canal in Ottawa and beaver tail huts will get me out. Just like a good beaver tail with a lot of sugar that that can lure me out and maybe some hot chocolate. And well, the beer, but Ooh. the beaver tails more than anything.
0: Oh, hot chocolate. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Amazing.
3: We'll all have hot chocolate. We got, we got you yeah. covered. Awesome. But next year for the beaver tail, uh, certainly a bit of a challenge is outdoor food vendors in minus 40 and winterized water lines. So something we're working to overcome. Right. So,
0: to learn? so, so, so I, I take it. So if, if this is in any, at all successful, and I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be, um, are we going, is this going to be a regular thing from now on? Are we going to have, is, is this the first annual frost Regina?
3: Absolutely. Look at Judith's cry a little bit. (laughs) Judith's going to be okay. We have a whole sort of year to plan for the next one.
0: But will Judith have to do more work next year? Will will we put more duties on her every year, just a little more? Yes. What's that term? I think it's scope creep. That's what this is. Mm
4: -hmm. Um, So there's been a lot of scope creep. But, you know, I... Pre-COVID, um, I know Lisa and I have traveled to a lot of other communities. And when we do, we're always trying to check out these different activations and events and all those things that make um, the communities we visit so cool and unique. And we're always thinking about ways to bring back those ideas to our community. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I really do think um, what Regina will see as part of Frost is, um, is a result of some of those travels, um some of what we've seen and ex- been able to experience elsewhere. And um if we weren't able to do it this year, um, you know, it's pilot year, right? We're figuring things out and um 23 will most likely be bigger and better and um all that, um colder, frostier. <laughs> so um, so we're we're looking forward to that. And we're this year, um just the way things are we know a lot of people aren't doing a lot of traveling. So we're hoping that they will do a little bit of the traveling in, in our community and um, supporting not only these festivals, but sort of supporting the businesses um, in our community while they're spending the day out, right. When they're venturing out of their warm homes and coming out to our event sites, um, it'd be wonderful if they're able to stop in our local restaurants or um, shops um and support local because I think we've all seen in the media lately that um our restaurants are really struggling um Mm -hmm. this past month um you know just culminating after 18 months of of um of pandemic (laughs) planning I guess so uh this is a chance for our community to really embrace um the local businesses and hopefully give them a fighting chance of making it through this season
1: anyways well we're right out of time now uh thanks a lot for coming this was great and thanks for putting on frost because i know like a festival like this is a an insane amount of work and so uh thanks for taking this on
3: thanks for having us and i can't wait to see you guys out there with all of your layers on it's going to be a great time we are looking forward to welcoming the community into our neighborhoods
1: nice on that note i'm going to move uh a motion to adjourn
0: oh uh, i'll second that motion
1: okay i think that's passed
0: all right well in that case you've been listening to the queen city improvement bureau at 91.3 fm CGTR, which is the community radio tune in the community our guests tonight have been Judith to the second lisa gibbons um yep yeah, they were great as always um you can find us on uh, Twitter at uh, QueenCityIP. Remember, that's uh, Improvement Bureau, not Irritable Bowels. Stop making that mistake. Coming up next, we've got the Air Corps Cabaret then the music all on through the night. I think there's another show in there somewhere. I don't know. That's all. Keep on improving, we're don't know.